we do not want to have graduates leaving university not being able to be employed in our country. We can't have that, that's wrong. So we need to really think backwards and work out and break down and find out what it is that is needed and then rebuild from there. Hello and welcome to The Educators, a podcast series by Capita and Becoming X that explores how we can transform learning to help everyone realise their potential. I'm Frankie McCamley, a journalist and broadcaster. In this episode, we hear from an award-winning teacher whose big focus is the importance of creative thinking. Hello, I'm Andrea Zafiraku. I'm an art teacher in Alperton Community School in North London, and I'm also the 2018 Global Teacher Prize winner. I love working with young people. I love talking to them. I've gone to their houses. Their parents have cooked for me. <laughs> you know? So it's, it is about building relationships. It's showing that you care, that, you, that you're interested in them. There's no doubt there's a lot to learn from Andrea. The Evening Standard newspaper placed her in the top 10 of their 1,000 Londoners list and she was awarded an MBE in 2019 for services to education. She teaches art and textiles and leads on her school's professional development. So what does Andrea think our young people should be learning and in what sort of environment? Do you know... If I was to think about what education should look like, I would like it to be creative, challenging, exciting, reflective. I want them to kind of feel, like I want to see steam coming out of their brains when they're learning. I want them to be pulled through that, that mud, the trenches, so that they can come out the other side. I want them to really be able to communicate and to talk and to reflect and to criticise and to wonder I think all of these things are really vital for every, every educational system and for every child to experience. Can you just imagine that you've just come from a country like India, for example, where you've never been to a school and you know you come to a very intimidating country, you're lost, you're vulnerable, you're scared, your mum is scared, she can't speak the language, you're walking up to this building. There's people in suits and ties who don't dress how you would dress. And they look at you, it's very formal. You don't know what you're going into. Scared doesn't even cut it, that word. And then you just have someone smiling at you and just say, Kemjo, namaste. And then you see their face just shine because it means that what they're bringing to you is valuable and that you're welcoming them into your school community. That human connection there, that simple thing, is effortless, but goes a very long way. I think that the teachers in the UK are phenomenal. I've met teachers all over the world, and the one thing that we do do in this country is that we do think about the young person as a whole, as a human being. A lot of our training in terms of the pastoral care that we provide is super strong it's really strong it's healthy and it's it's appropriate for what's happening now teachers have had to change they've had to kind of change their pedagogy they're now more aware of mental health unfortunately we are dealing more with that in our schools um, I would love to say that we didn't but actually it's now growing and growing and growing and growing and my concern for teaching in the UK is actually we're doing everything 
we have got such a huge responsibility to deliver the results, to make sure that every single one of our children um, can achieve, will achieve, is meeting their targets. But on the other hand, we need to catch them and make sure that their home life is okay and that they, we have got the engagement with the families. I feel like our job as, a, as an educator in the UK at the moment is that we're octopuses, like we've got so many hands, we're balancing things. Andrea used her Global Teacher Prize money, one million US dollars, to set up her own charity called Artists in Residence. It promotes creativity and the arts in education. She's also culture leader for the World Economic Forum and a member of their Global Future Leaders Council. I can't imagine my life without having moments of creativity. I can't imagine it not existing whereby I am left to wonder, to explore, to practice, to question, to experiment, to feel joyful, um, to use my imagination. I can't imagine a day when that's not happening. And it's the one thing, it's the one element I think that we have in our lives which makes us unique, which gives us the opportunity to really celebrate who we are, what we do. It makes us better communicators, and not just in the sense of language, but through the artwork that we do, of how we express ourselves. It's the creatives who are coming up with the problem-solving solutions. It's the creatives that are finding the way forward, the way out, the new, the, the entrepreneur. This is what the creatives are. And that's why it's got to be absolutely core in every single curriculum, just not in the little art subjects. No, it's core. Build it in. It's absolutely everything. It's air. It's, it's vital. It's just like our breath. I've had a student who, when I first taught him, he came from a special educational needs school. He was a selected mute, as well as having other special needs labels. And he was someone who was so withdrawn, did not communicate, even his body language was like this, you know. And he was terrified of coming into mainstream school. And he came into mainstream school, he came into the art room. When he came into the lesson, after about a few months, we just noticed, my God, he can draw. This kid can draw. But by the end of that year and a half, not only did he achieve a GCSE, he was able to communicate. He would come into the art room during his break time, lunchtime, just work at the back of the room quite quietly. Um, kids would go up to him. He would help the younger kids with their les lessons. He became confident. He was part of the community. He was proud of the fact that actually I'm really good at art. Now, again, it's going back to that confidence question. When you find the thing, that catalyst that can just kind of wake up a young person, I mean, that's the magic moment. And I think that's what creativity does. It's able to identify, to, to explore exactly what it is that every child has got that is unique to them. And I can tell you thousands of stories. I can tell you stories whereby we've identified students who were self-harming through their artwork. The language for their artwork has changed. The colors, the images, something changed. We noticed that, we challenged that, we found out. But what I love, I think, the most about what creativity brings, it just helps a young person feel that they have got something inside of them that is unique. They have got something inside of them that they can explore. And it's okay to make mistakes in an art room. It's okay to make mistakes in the, in a, in the music room. You know, it's all part of the learning process. And I think it's that journey of learning which creativity brings up, that it's just unquestionably important. And away from the arts, what changes would Andrea make to better equip young people for the future ahead of them?
we really need to look at the curriculum. We really need to look at and speak to, to the big career providers. We need to have a look at industry and we need to ask them, you know, what is it? What do you need? What type of person do you need in the future? And then go backwards and break that down. What we do know is needed is creativity. What we do know is needed is problem solving. What we do know is needed is technology. Our young people need to be really, really hot in these three areas. And we've got to make sure we're providing those opportunities in every single curriculum that we have. I think it's the government's um, responsibility to make sure that schools can be almost the, the distributor who can provide the skills, the tools, the equipment necessary for absolutely every child to achieve. We shouldn't have an additional responsibilities as teachers. We shouldn't have to worry about why our young people are coming to school without being fed, but we do because we're the ones who are in touch with them. But we should have people there who should be able to provide us with the meal tickets just like that. Teachers can really save time and schools can really help teachers to save time by eliminating all the bureaucracy, all the admin work that is associated with our role. Just let us do what we do best and that's plan, mark, teach, so that we can make sure that we're providing the best opportunities for our, for our young people and that you know we can just shine in our classrooms and do what we do best. I think great schools are schools which do have a almost like a, a program of continuing professional development that they have within their school systems. But just like with every huge community, you've got some really interesting characters. And these are the characters that just bring that extra something different. So we need to make sure that not everyone should fit in the box, that, our that teachers as well have got unique skills which they can bring or unique pathways or something which they want to follow themselves and to support that. And because I think um, for me, what's really inspiring is that if you do look after your staff cohort, then they will look after your community. A happy teacher means a happy classroom and, you know, that's, that's as simple as it is. <laughs> Teachers can really help students to realise their potential by simply looking, seeing what work they've been achieving, having conversations with them, talking to them, building relationships with them. I think young people are in desperate need of positive role models um, who they can connect with and whether you like it or not teachers we are we are that positive role model and sometimes we are the only role model positive role model which they have in their life so by showing that you care showing that you're committed showing that you are there to support them in whatever phase they're going through that's what our young people need they need to have this kind of safety net and we are there to provide it for them so yeah, it's a big ask for teachers, but we need to be slightly vulnerable now. Be real to them, be truthful to them. And it's something that you will not regret if you do that. There is not one teacher who doesn't work their socks off and who doesn't do what they can to make sure that all their children in their classroom are doing their best. I've seen teachers go above and beyond. I've seen teachers, you know, spending hours planning lessons and then just planning a separate lesson for one particular child just to make sure that that child engages in the hour. We know that teachers work during their half terms. We know that teachers work after school. We know teachers work during their weekend. Teachers are doing absolutely everything which they can do. What we need to do is actually make sure that they're okay and that they have got absolutely everything they need and that someone is looking out for them. Someone's asking, hey, how are you? 
How was your day? When was the last time you had a couple, you know, just, just stop. Have you had lunch? Just stop. Yeah, let's talk. So they know what to do. They're doing it naturally. But if we want them to be even better, we've got to look after them. We've got to make sure they've got time, opportunities to reflect, opportunities to really kind of explore new ideas. And then everything will be fine. Thank you so much to Andrea, making her very powerful case for the value of creativity. To learn more about the work Capita and Becoming X are doing together, please check out capita.com forward slash becoming X. 